If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon podcast. I just want to say that we cannot properly celebrate the president's birthday this week without today's guest, Michael Loftus. I don't know if any of you got to see the cake, but 81 candles is pretty much like a backyard bonfire. And I think it's really strange because it's almost as if no one in the White House has ever been told that you can buy candles with the number on them instead of like 81 full candles and put it on a cake. What? I don't know. You have to look at the, if you didn't see the picture, you have to look at the picture. But the funny thing about this is that this is what we saw. It's Biden's birthday, but it turns out that Donald Trump is in great health. He dropped the news on Biden's birthday because Donald Trump is many things, including one of the world's greatest trolls. So he was trolling Joe Biden on his birthday. But remember, Donald Trump's health is one thing. But what about your health? You cannot put a price on your health. I stay energized and keep doing what I love every day because I get the maximum servings and nutrition of fruits and vegetables. How do I do it? I rely on Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule to give me the maximum nutrition of 31 whole fruits and veggies every single day. Balance of Nature is giving our listeners 35% off any first preferred order plus free shipping with the promo code TUTOR. Just go to balanceofnature.com and enter promo code TUTOR to get started today. Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule are powdered after an advanced vacuum cold process, keeping the maximum nutrition intact. So put your health first the easy way with Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. Get 35% off your first preferred order shipped to you free with promo code TUTOR at balanceofnature.com. Guys, I feel confident about my health because of Balance of Nature. So check out all the testimonials from people like you on their website and see how Balance of Nature is making a difference in their lives. Go to balanceofnature.com right now and get 35% off your first preferred order, free shipping with promo code TUTOR. And honestly, I want to bring in Michael Loftus to talk a little bit about this because I feel like Joe Biden could really use some balance of nature. He is 81 now. He has just celebrated that birthday. I'm not sure he's using balance of nature. What do you think? I think he needs to. 
Seriously, that would be that would be wouldn't that be phenomenal if if, if like all of a sudden he's like I'm doing balance of nature and all of a sudden he, he really kicks it up a gear. That would be the it, best testimonial ever. I think that he I my theory is that he's not because I don't know if you saw the turkey pardon. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving, but he pardoned the turkeys already, Liberty and Bell. And then he started talking about we believe it was supposed to be about Taylor Swift, but he started talking about Britney Spears. And I was like, there were a few things that this made me think of. I'm like, okay, so obviously Joe Biden really loved Britney Spears. And that was a few years ago that she was popular. And I believe that when he starts talking about things like they are modern day, that is, that's the decade he's living in at that yes. moment. Yes. It's Don't like, you think? Right. It's like... Even though it's 2023, when I think like, oh, 10 years ago, I think it's the 90s. Like Joe Biden, uh, he's locked in like 1981, right? <laughs> like Britney's still marching down the hallways wearing her little schoolgirl outfit. I bet that was his favorite video. I'm Yeah, now that you <laughs> mentioned that, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he probably did. But I'm, I'm sure he has not read the new tell-all book. I mean, think about it. Things have gotten pretty depressing. So somebody needs to say to Joe, the guardianship ended and things all went to crap. I mean, it really fell apart, don't you think? There was a, uh, it, it, it's like a comet, right? Uh, like, like Britney, her Instagram account was just glorious for a while. She was dancing around, you know, doing some tasteful nude stuff. And you're like, oh, she's, she's happy with who she is. Right, and yeah. a couple of days later, she's got knives and clinking yeah. them. She's got crazy AOC eyes. And you're like, oh, man, she's gone over the edge. The, but that just goes to show how much social media can have an impact on your life and how little you should trust social media. Because like I put things out on social media and then I don't read the messages because there are there are a lot of mean ones. Right. But people get really sucked into this. So remember when it was like the free Britney movement yeah. and everybody was like they, she has got to be let go from this guardianship. Because what do we know about Britney Spears life? Obviously nothing. We knew nothing. It's just to be clear, I wasn't fighting for that. It, no, it's it's but it is it's just like a bummer. It's like America loves the underdog and and Britney <laughs> Spears. Me too. No, really, and Britney Spears was like this underdog. It's like, wow, she's been a child star, blah, 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 blah. And now she's got these guardians who won't let her enjoy her freedom. And we're like, go, go fly, be free. And then you get the knife and you're like, OK, let's get the guardians back in here. <laughs> I know. I know. And I totally blame Disney for this. I'm like, how did Disney let this happen to their Mouseketeers? I remember when they were all together and look at this tell-all book with Justin. That There was an ugly part of that, a few ugly parts of that whole relationship of Britney and Justin. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how much faith I put into Britney's memory of, 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 <laughs> of like anything. Point. You know, I told you I ordered seven koi ponds. I ordered seven <laughs> koi ponds. So, but it is, it's, it's the very rare thing. I've written on a couple of TV shows and without getting into specifics, it's, it's the child stars. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost without fail. The parent, the parent is living vicariously through them and pushing them to do this, you know, but uh, boy, that. So I, I feel bad for Brittany. I'm always gonna. It's weird. It's like it's it's like your your little sister who just keeps picking the wrong dude. 
I know, I know. So she's a little younger than me. And when I was in college, I know, shocking, horrifying. Um, I'm really old. But when I was in college, I remember, (laughs) so funny how your like college mind thinks. Because I think I was a freshman or a sophomore when there was this rumor that Britney Spears was going to go to the University of Kentucky. And that's where I was. And it was like, I guess it would be the equivalent of Taylor Swift suddenly showing up at your college now because people were like over the moon. They couldn't believe it. Girls were super excited and terrified about their boyfriends wanting to be with Britney. Dudes couldn't even hide it. They were like, oh, my gosh, I hope she wears that little schoolgirl outfit. Like She's so hot, you know, boy, things have changed. They, 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 they really have. It's it's wild. It's the. uh the social media part of it has taken away the social, the, the more of these, it's this weird conundrum. They post about their private lives. They post all these political opinions. They post all this stuff. So you know who they are, which just like totally eradicates any mystery. And that's like back in the day, you know, and Brittany, Ooh, where's she going to go to college? There's like a mystery involved there. And, and, and mystery, in my opinion, is, is so much more attractive than the reality of the crazy-eyed knife dance. Right. And th- the funny thing about that is social media, none of it is actually real. And so there's, there is like this fake, this fake life that people are trying to get to. But I think that's kind of, that has sort of taken away from Hollywood in general, because it used to be that I knew nothing about my favorite stars. I was actually thinking about this this morning because I was thinking about there's this new Napoleon movie coming out and the there's been this complaint in France that it's not accurate, that it's like the British version of Napoleon. Of course, you know, people are so mad about it. But I thought about I have seen horrible movies lately. There have been no good movies. And I'm really hoping that this one is good because I actually love movies. And I know people are like, oh, Hollywood sucks, but I love it. I love movies. I love going into a movie and being sucked into it. I love being able to watch movies at home. But it started to get ruined when I learned who the actors really were. I don't want to know their political opinions. I want Jack from Titanic to be this amazing. I never want to know Leonardo DiCaprio. I want him to always be Jack. I'm yes. mad at Rose for not moving over on that little raft thing. Why right? couldn't she move just move fat over? Ass, honey. There's room on the door for everybody. She let him <laughs> die. She did. Why did he have to die? <laughs> so she'd have a story. I believe I know. in true love. But I'm 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 with you 110. percent I remember when I was a kid, uh, my uncle, a great guy, uh, but, but he had been in the military, was a medic in Vietnam, and and just like he could not look at a photograph of Jane Fonda, like he could not, he yes. could not not for one second, like he loathed her, and it really is a drag when there's like. A, a movie coming out and you're excited about it, but you know that the star is just being a a, a total douche. Y- y- you I know, know I used to love the movie Ghost and now I can't watch it. Because I don't want to see Patrick Swayze jump into Whoopi Goldberg anymore. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> Maybe Whoopi Goldberg has been possessed this whole time by some <laughs> she doesn't want to say any of this stuff but she just like wakes up on the set of the view after being possessed and eating seven <laughs> seven full-size meals that's what i i think when i see her now i'm like well who's inside of there i never know because she was obviously able to bring him but it was so romantic and no nah, 
Now that I'm actually thinking about it again, though, it was kind of creepy. Oh, Ghost is a Ghost is a great flick, and as a comedian, because that was one of the uh, the the Zucker brothers who did that. Oh, that really? Thing, oh my gosh! Yeah, the, the the guys who did Airplane and The Naked Gun, and it's like, yes, comedians are better at everything. Yes. You want a, you want a romantic ghost story? Boom, we can do that. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? look like my baggage i mean i know okay that's mine let's unpack that listen to on purpose with jay shetty on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I don't know how we got off on this. This was not what we were intending to talk about, but I do love talking to you about things that are just completely off the wall. But I have yes. to ask you, Embrace what it. do you think about these latest numbers with Trump being the winner in the... Now, it's a year out. I just want to say it's a year out. But if you look at the polls, Trump right now is winning against Biden, which I was told by many people. And remember, I had a whole year of campaigning myself. And it was like, Trump is deadly. He can never win again. But now, what changed? What? How did this happen? 
Well, it is the the truth. You can only keep the truth a secret for so long. Mm. And America is looking at the Trump policies and his presidency. And it was great. It was really great. We were cranking right along. And everything that they, they tried to warn us, oh, Trump's going to start World War III. Oh, Trump's going to do this. Oh, Trump's going to... Joe Biden has given us all that and more. Like the country, it feels like it's crumbling in real time. And, and, and especially now, right before Thanksgiving. Holy shnikes. You, you want, a, you want a, a, a constant advertisement to vote for Trump? Look at your grocery store receipt. They can, right. oh, it, it's, it, my God, I went to, I went to buy a, a turkey and then like a little, like, like a side ham the other day. We need to clean up on aisle me because I about, uh, I about pooped my pants. I bought my turkey a few days ago and then we went out of town for the weekend and I was like, I have to get everything else for Thanksgiving dinner for by last night because, I, you know, you go to the grocery store, everything's gone. It's like the people that have never gone to the grocery store show up and buy things they've never bought before. So I'm like, I'm not going to get the few crucial items that I need. So I go there last night and this was not, I just want to be clear, not including the turkey, just the things for Thanksgiving. This was $400. Yeah. The meal. That's insane. That hurts on every level. And it's like, it, it's incontrovertible. I mean, it, this is affecting everybody. I used to joke around. I want to be rich and I want to be so wealthy. I can be a Democrat, right? That's how, <laughs> that's how rich I want to be. Cause that seems like those are the only people who are pretending to enjoy this bullshit, right? It's these big Hollywood, you know, giant, they've got hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're like, I just care about people when literally that's- every across every other spectrum of America People are just getting walloped at at, at the freaking grocery store, their electric bill, their gas bill, everything. So, yeah, well, Trump and, is and the funny sweet. thing about Joe Biden being president now is that it's not like this is. The first time he tried to be president, he tried to be president a few times before he never got there. Now he's finally there. I mean, this is somebody who's who's been in government his whole whole entire life. And the funny thing about it is the first time he didn't make it to becoming president, he had to step out of the race because of plagiarism. This is a guy who just constantly tells lies. And now they're using that as well. You know, he's old. He's just forgotten how it's gone. It's like, no, he was doing this in his 40s. He was lying. And and so now we have this guy who is a liar, who is in office, but he really does seem like he's not exactly the guy he was. He's certainly not able to speak without, he has to have a teleprompter at all times. And it's funny because I had somebody who was talking to me about going to Bob Dylan concerts. And it this reminded me of Joe because he I said, well, what were they always the same? And he said, no, no, 20 years ago when I would go, you know, he was playing guitar and he would sing his songs from memory, but now he's in his eighties and he sits at the piano. And a lot of times he has the, his song lyrics there. So he's reading the song lyrics, but I think he's just, you know, he just has to have that extra step. That's okay for a musician. For Joe Biden, it's not. In my opinion, it's really not that the president of the United States cannot talk about state issues, cannot talk about his him sitting down with heads of states of other country uh, countries and talking about what's happening with a 
pending world war, which is really, I mean, I think most of us are looking at this and saying, ah, you have some pretty nasty characters coming together right now in the world, and we're relying on Joe Biden. But the funny thing is, they talked about his birthday. I, I talked about the bonfire that he had, which was weird. I mean, they really genuinely lit 81 candles on a yes. cake. And they tried to make this cute. And he was like, oh, it's, you know, this is what it's like when you're 147 or whatever he tweeted out. They're trying to make the age thing cute. Yes. The thing that I don't get is that he is 81 and Trump is, what, 77? And it's right. really hard to say that Trump is having those same concerns because he doesn't seem like Joe Biden. No. And like uh, Mick Jagger is up there, too. <clears throat> like, right. Mick and the Stones are are not any spring chickens, but it's like it affects anybody differently. The 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 funny thing to me about all this is is anybody believing that Joe Biden is really in charge like that's. Right. Yeah. It's it, the reason uh, we used to have journalism that you could kind of trust. Right. And that's when Joe Biden, you know, for for plagiarism twice, plagiarism twice. And the journalists, they, they called him out and he did the upstanding thing. But now you have. And this is what happened with Trump. You have the entire weight of the media, the swamp, big government, they're, the, the FBI, they're all teaming up against Trump. And they're all teaming up to shore up Joe Biden and these these just mind boggling bad policies. And like and, and they, they make him carry those note cards. You come in here. You say this. You point at her. You sit down like who, who prints up that card? That's who's right. in charge. That's who's in charge of the government. But it, but it's see, the scary thing to me about that is the person printing that card actually isn't the person who told the intern to print that card is in charge and there are so many people that are on that lower rung of government who know joe biden's not in charge and yet yes. we don't know who actually is that's the scary thing to me yes. there is this whole undercurrent of people underground group of people who know that there is some other force out there and yet we the american people don't and i gotta say like even when i look at this situation with a Donald Trump, Joe Biden matchup, I think, how are we in the situation where we have two people that would honestly never be chosen to run a company because people would not look at the people who are octogenarians to run their company? You know, that's not who they're looking for. And yet that's who we're choosing from for president. It does seem weird to me. Yeah. Well, it's uh, with with. With Trump, I think you could you could possibly choose him because he's run a company before, right? That's he's true. Got, yeah, he's got a track record. Oh, I've done like you, like Warren Buffett. You'd still trust him with your stock portfolio, right? True. He's like ninety eight or some shit. But like, uh, I, it's funny though. Like, like it's the Democrats and the liberals who are like, oh, Trump is a threat to democracy, and we're here having a casual conversation. That the guy in the White House isn't really the president. He's not really calling the shots. <laughs> right. And they're warning us about, oh, Donald's bad for democracy. Honey, you don't even know what democracy is with your shadow government. But but they also they're clearly putting Gavin Newsom into these positions of, you know, let's slowly warm the people up to him. Now, yes. 
the weird thing to me is what is the message who is put behind him and what is the message they're putting out because the two main events have been with the president of or the president of china the, this the dictator i hate to even yeah. call him that president g this guy is a bad actor he is someone who wants to take over the united states is he behind this are the chinese behind this gavin newsom rise because they bring him out there they're probably like doofus do not run over children on the basketball court that was a weird thing did you see that like, no come on oh my gosh he goes to china and he's like playing basketball right with all of these young like these kids are like seven years old and he just annihilates one of them. He's like rushing for the ball and he takes this kid down. And then he's like, oh, this is cute. And spanks him on the butt. I'm like, this whole thing, if you can't even play basketball with seven-year-olds, you're a wreck, right? But but he's come back. He he had G come to California. You know, made he got to come out and talk about this. This is where the president of China came to California and Gavin Newsom got to be the star of that. Really, you never heard anything about Joe Biden's visit there, but Gavin Newsom talked quite a bit about it. Who yeah, is behind it, his rise? Uh, it, it's a, a couple of odd things about that. And I was I was talking about this on on my podcast, The Loftus Party podcast, uh with 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 the homeless people that suddenly disappeared in San Francisco, did anybody check up on them? Or like, are where they okay? did they go? Like, are they seriously? back? Are, are they living in under are sewer tunnels? Are they like some part of some new Marvel movie? And then also a shout out to Gavin Newsom. He was awesome in the original Die Hard. He was great <laughs> uh, in Die Hard when he would do the coke and be like Hans, baby. Let's negotiate. That that's it's the same guy. It's the same uh, he guy. He is the perfect villain. And that is this that when you look at him, I'm like, do not trust the handsome man from California. He's the perfect he's cast in every movie. Why yes. does no one see this? Like, right? This guy is from Central Casting Villains. Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is uh the whole the whole dictator Xi China visit or the visit to, to San Francisco was just horrifying to me. It was yeah. just completely horrifying how they decided that, that this guy who routinely rounds people up and puts them into work camps and makes them, you know, make our shoes and our iPhones and God, the, how many Uyghurs and whatever, uh, that they, they decide that, Oh, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a dictator from out of town coming. Let's clean this place up. Meanwhile, the people who are paying the bills in San Francisco are routinely getting shot, stabbed, raped, mugged, stepping on needles and worse. It's I don't know if you could have a more shining example of just how little the people of San Francisco mean like that they are they are less than ants. But here's something here's a different perspective on that, because think about those people vote for Democrats every time, even though they know that their city is falling apart. They have complained about the homeless problem. They are also the biggest advocates for taking care of people. Love is love. Let's be be careful with humans and all of this. But when the people were cleared off the streets, you did not see when the homeless people were cleared off the streets, you did not see activist San Franciscans coming out on TV and going, where are they? 
right? What are we doing with them? How are <clears throat> they are they safe? Have we taken good care of them? No one questioned it. Yeah. Because they were absolved of their sins because it wasn't them that did it. It was someone else. So they could still have the moral high ground. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, I I guess something happened. That might not have been a good thing. And that's what it is. I I'm going to start saying this more and more. Ben Shapiro uh, famously said, uh, facts don't care about your feelings. Now, that's not getting us anywhere. It really isn't. If, you, if you're looking at winning elections, because I think what we've learned from the past few election cycles, feelings don't care about your facts. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Really, everybody's voting emotionally. It's all these emotionally charged issues. And like uh, in Ohio, they just had one where like, they want they want to be able to kill a baby until like the moment it is born. But, yep. but the way they the way they frame the argument, they if I was a woman in Ohio, I'd be terrified of, of the Republican Party because they make it sound like you're going to get raped by your uncle. Every woman in the state is going to be held down and impregnated by their uncle. You will be forced to carry the baby. And then that will be your you'll be you'll let you'll live the rest of your life in a barn. Where every 10 months, it, it, was, it was just horrifying. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our pastor over the weekend, he was just talking about how he... When he was a kid, he read a manual for the Boy Scouts, and then he thought, you know, it told him what to do, how to build a fire, and then what to do if you catch on fire and the importance of walking old women across the street and all this. And he said, my child mind thought, I'm going to catch on fire all the time. Like, I've got to know (laughs) how to make sure. And there are going to be old women lonely walking across the street. Like, I've got to make sure I know these facts. I better be ready. But I thought, wow, that's so interesting, because when you hear something like that, that is really what you think. You're like, man, how often is this going to happen to me? But you're right about that for those commercials, because if you are a young voter in your 20s, you're like, man, anything could happen. And that was actually something that Gretchen Whitmer was interviewed at the end of the race um, for governor. And her daughter is came out at that moment. In this Washington Post interview, they went up to Mackinac, up to the island where the, the summer home is. They sat with the governor and the two daughters and her husband. And the one daughter said, you know, I'm coming out. And I've never told anybody this, but I'm coming out. I'm coming out because I've never had to use birth control before now. But because Republicans may make abortion illegal, I have to be on birth control, even though I can't get pregnant from one of my partners because I'm a lesbian. And people were like, well, how do I wrap my mind around what was just said? What does that mean? And she's like, because I'll likely get raped on campus and I won't yes. be safe. Yes. That message is, I mean, that's a very twisted message to tell young women. Now, I will say, I'll give her some credit. In Michigan, we are in the top 5% of states for rapes per capita. So maybe her mom should do something about that. Maybe they should focus on that. I would suggest that. And like I know on college campuses, they're they're pretty loosey-goosey with how they define rape, right? Like, oh, he looked at me and I was uncomfortable. That's rape. I mean, it's so someone was recently phone raped at Michigan State. I don't know if you heard that. If if those statistics were true, if if the college rape statistics were true, no one would send their kids to college. It's I, I don't. But there are a lot of reasons not to send your kids to college these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, how did we miss what's actually happening on college campuses? That's been horrifying to me, seeing these kids come out and they're young. But that again, it's the same message because it's like, you know, I might catch on fire someday. I might get raped someday. I might have someone oppress me one day. Yes. And, and so now well, that's what we're seeing with this whole Hamas coming out in, on behalf of Hamas and saying, oh, these these babies weren't murdered. These women were not raped. Like all of the things that we've talked about, the same message that they used to win on abortion is you could get raped someday. They are telling people these people are not getting raped. Don't believe them. They're being oppressed. This yes. is legitimate. It's OK. How well, does this wa- work? Well, they keep getting to the kids younger and younger. And it's it's every aspect of the culture. So it's not the your your college is just like the the icing on the cake and and everything now is viewed through this lens of it's not a moral thing. It's not right or wrong. 
it's like you're saying oppressed and oppressor. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just wild. I remember uh, during the, the George Floyd riots. I mean, these, these people were burning down businesses, ruining cities. People were being killed left and right. It was an absolute horror show. And every left-wing pundit on TV is like, well, we have to ask, like, why are they so upset? Why are they so upset? And that's and it's the same thing they're doing with, with Hamas now. Let's not talk about what they did. Why did they do it? Why are they so upset? And then on the other hand, when you've got January 6th, no one wants to talk about why everybody was there on January 6th. It's just like the law is the law. They need to go to jail for 22 years. So that's what the right. left is really good at. It's just like framing it oppressed, oppressor. And, every, oh, I'm the victim. I'm the victim here. So I must be correct. And it's it, it, there's no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. And the right has ignored culture and ignored the school system way too long. Like, you know, way I think you're long. right. The right is not. I, I had a t- uh, podcast a couple of days ago on abortion. And I just said, look, I was running when this was overturned. And let me tell you. There was no message. But isn't that weird to you that for 50 years, people put hundreds of millions of dollars into pro-life organizations and it was like, spread the message of the importance of life. And that clearly didn't happen. And then when they got what they wanted for all those years of overturning Roe v. Wade, I mean, I was there, Michael, I'm telling you, we were like, okay, how do we handle this? And they're like, I mean, you just say the other side is radical. No, because if you're saying I'm going to either give you no abortion or I'm going to give you no limits abortion, people are always going to go for no limits because they don't want what they think of as a right taken away. But you're right about if you were to educate people, almost no country has more than 14 weeks, almost none. Right. Right. And 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 it's like these these kids who are running around. I saw this great, this really wonderful video uh, this kid was asking people to sign this like pro Hamas petition, this pro Palestine petition, and, and he goes, "Okay, so when you sign this, you're okay with like you know throwing rocks at women when they're out after dark by themselves." And these people are horrified by it, right? So it is. I call it political kung fu, uh, and it was wild to watch the right just fumble this. Like when when Roe versus Wade, when they were like, "This is not constitutional, you guys. This is, doesn't. This doesn't." We're kicking it back to the states. It, it was mind-boggling to me to watch all these politicians not be go. Yeah, that should be the states' rights. That should it should be up to states. It it, it doesn't hold much of a con. So let's talk about it and what the people of our state want to do. I think it's probably a bad idea after fourteen weeks. I and you know and safe, legal, rare, that whole thing. But uh, it, it was wild. Like Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham put up some uh, crazy bill trying to make uh, abortion illegal nationwide after that. And you're like, why would you do that, Lindsey Graham? Why would you throw gasoline onto a dumpster fire? I will tell you, that's because there is this this disaster in the Republican Party of having always been there for these groups. These groups are very influential. A lot of the money comes from the pro-life movement because people believed that there was a pro-life movement. And the sad thing was that they woke up and realized that they were putting money into a lobbyist committee, but not a movement for culture. 
This was not affecting people's hearts and minds. And so you just had politicians standing there naked once they weren't, they didn't have Roe v. Wade to wrap around their bodies. And it was a real shocker for the Republican Party. So this has been a scramble of, well, if we put that out there, will that, will that be cover for our politicians? And it hasn't been because the education has not been there. Look, in other countries, they say, most of them are 10 weeks, but they range from 10 to 14. Sweden, I think, is 18. The Netherlands is 24. That's it. That's as far as they go. And then they have some also some precautions of like, if the mother's health is in danger, then you can go beyond that. Yeah. But see, the Democrats will go, oh, well, we have this one scenario that this is going to happen and no one's going to be there to protect this woman. That doesn't happen in other countries. But we haven't been able to talk about that for some reason. Well, it, and the people need to understand, and I'm talking about the, the GOP and the right and everybody, it's like steering the Titanic. You're talking about yeah. reintroducing a moral compass. And it is the, uh, Ann Coulter said it really well the other day, like uh, pro 100% pro-life is, uh, is the equivalent of defund the police right now. It's sadly, isn't that sad on your back? And so politicians are going to have to come out and go, listen, you know, safe, legal and rare, safe, legal and rare up to a certain week. And like uh, if the the right but if the right turns on those politicians, you might as well not invest in another. You're not going to win. You're not going to win if you if if you are. I've seen people say, I don't care if we win, if you it's a moral issue. And I'm like, this is not meaning that those individual people will not continue to fight for life because there is more than one way to fight for life. Yes. But if you are going to hang everybody that goes out there and no one's going to get in there to have any other type of impact, where is your life movement then? Right. It's it's over. And when you can't introduce stuff and I'm 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 talking like look at what they're doing to the 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 kids in elementary schools now about questioning their gender and all of this they're introducing these woke uh this woke ideology as soon as they can so yeah if we can't get people on school boards if we can't get people in local politics <clears throat> and introducing some kind of moral compass to all of this just the you're 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 arguing about the barn being on fire way after all of the animals are gone and it's it's just over you're just crying over spilled milk it's such a hard balance and i've talked to you for way longer than i expected to but i could honestly talk to you for hours because it's just it's very interesting and i will just say that my daughter is in seventh grade and so they're learning all about sex ed right now. And I mean, we were going through the key terms and it's, I don't even know if on, on the off chance, someone younger is listening. I mean, it's pretty intense. You know, she's learning exactly how everything happens, right? Which I think is good. And then I was talking to my girlfriend and her son goes to a different school and she's like, he came home and he was like, mom, did you know that you can get STDs if you have sex with your mouth? And she was like, I was not ready for that. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't yes. know that that conversation was going to be had at school. And I think that's the the problem is people are like, there's so many different versions going into my kid's mind. But I will say that I had a girlfriend who got pregnant at 16 and people think that 
everybody knows everything these days and not all families talk about it. And if you want to be truly pro-life, this young woman at 16 went and had an abortion because she didn't want to tell her parents. But she also said, you have to understand, Tudor, no one ever told me how you get pregnant. Right. So think about that. So there is a benefit to the school saying, be careful. But how far do you want to go? I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but that, it that, is that really is. And, and, and it's one thing to go. Well, here's the biology. Here's the biology of it. Women right. have ovaries yes. and once a month, blah, 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 blah. And men, that's one thing. And then it's completely di- different to send like a, uh, you know, uh, an 11 year old. Ho- oh, old home from school going, boy, if you're going to do butt stuff, you better have lube. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yes. She, I will say she did say that her son was like, yeah, these things, the egg, it comes down from the Philippian tubes and pops out of the odory. And she was like, you have none of these words, right? <laughs> none of them. <laughs> That's great though. That's like a modern day Andy Griffith. See your Philippian tubes have the eggs in there, and then they come out the rotary phone. So once a month, you got to hit the belly button, get a reset. That's how it works, Andy. <laughs> she said, yep, that happens once a month. And he was like, that happens once a month? He said, that sounds horrible. Right? So now he has empathy. That's great. Hooray, public yes. schools. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it was it was all very there are good things that happen. We don't have to be totally down on everything that happens in school that teaches kids about things that are uncomfortable. Not all parents are talking about it either. <laughs> that is that is true. But it's a, it's a very easy line to cross. And I tell you what, when they cross it, they got to go bye bye. Like I want. Yeah, exactly. Like if I had if, if, if we if I had some of these conversations that teachers are having with their students. If you had them in a work environment, you're going to lose your job. They're going to send you to ba- valid point. Exactly. I know so people say that to me okay all the time. You can't talk about that. Have at work. This conversation with a child. When if you, when if you do it at the Kroger grocery store, you're not allowed to work the frozen food department anymore. That's what we used to say. If I if I take a book to the book to the bus stop and read it to a kid and I get arrested for reading it at the bus stop, you shouldn't be reading it at the school. Dig it. Dig I it. Mean, that's that's the facts. So I don't this we have to we'll have to get into this another time. But I yes. do so enjoy talking to you. And I so enjoy your your takes on things that I want you to tell our audience where else they can find you because you have a podcast, but you have a show, too. Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we got brand new episodes of That Show Tonight. It's sketch comedy, but it's uh, it's a non-woke, we love America. It's it's hilarious. ThatShowTonight.com. And then everybody should uh, go to TheLoftusParty.com every single day, several times a day. It's like a vibe. It is, it is, it is the nature's <laughs> balance for your soul. <laughs> Michael Loftus, The Balance of Nature. Yes. For comedy. It is true. I think that it's important for you to have comedy in your life because I was thinking about this the other day. If you are, there is not enough laughing anymore. I just see people there. You used to see people laughing, except I did live in New York for a year and there was a lot of yelling that year, but you used to see people laughing and now there's not as much laughing. So definitely visit Michael Loftus. Make sure you go often and get your dose of comedy for the day. Yes, you must. You'll be a better person for it. You will. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for being on today. Good to see you, as always. 
good to see you too. And, and thank you all for listening to us at the Tudor Dixon Podcast. As always, for this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or go to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time on the Tudor Dixon Podcast. Have a blessed day. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.